0: Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Pastor Mark, and this is E3. And just to let you know, we are working on uh, our video and and getting the, the Scripture and video kind of uh, synced and things like that. I don't know if you guys know this, but we have... Um, a hundred plus, sometimes uh, several hundred people watch one of our uh, sermons from a Sunday on online. So we're really trying to uh, make our our videos better than just uh, a camera uh, sitting in, in the back and just really improving that. So these Sundays have a, a life that goes on uh, beyond just the Sunday experience and if you miss a Sunday if you're traveling or something that you can catch up with it. So give us a little bit of grace as we try to figure out how to do this with excellence. Uh, so until we get that all set up, uh, we're going to have the lights up a little bit and uh, you're going to have to bring your Bibles or or read the fridge fold. I know, don't be scared. Uh, I'm sure you all can, you can all do it and we'll we'll figure it out. So that's why the lights are up a little bit and and things like that. So it's a new year. It's 2015. Yeah, wow. See that's that's my, my my 2015 and and back back in the day when I like hand wrote checks, it took me a while to to get the the year, I, you know, I think all of us had to void out several checks at the beginning uh, of the year going, "Dang it," you know, is every but thankfully, uh, the interweb does that for us now, and then we get the right dates and, and things like that. But one thing that we like to do here at E3 before we start into a new series in the new year is to actually bring it back to our core and what we believe is start the, the new year off right, and that is with remembering the sacrifice of Jesus through, by going to the Lord's table. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, and traditionally, a lot of times I teach out of Paul's recount of of uh, of, of communion and what was passed along to him. I really felt that uh, God wanted me just to really get back to the source of when the disciples and, and Jesus went, uh, Jesus took the disciples through communion. It's so rich and there's so much in there that I wanted to, just sit uh, in that today. One thing is, I was I was reading in, and and you'll get from the scripture when when Jesus is giving instruction on how to set up the Passover meal that that uh, inherent in Christianity is a is a how deficiency. Now, what I mean by that is, often we are given instruction by God or 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 Jesus that that the how is that going to work? There's a big gap between the instruction and what our strategic minds try to put into place. Some examples of those is when Jesus told the disciples uh, when they were fishing all night and not catching any fish to throw their, their nets on the other side of the boat. Well, there's the why will that make any difference, but, but how is that all going to work out is kind of how I'm thinking about that. Like, okay, you say throw the net, you know, and, and there's just this, this element of, of just taking that step of faith. Another example is when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. And I think one of my questions would be, how's that going to all work, right? How, I just have a kind of a strategic mind where I'm thinking like, okay, here we are, here's where we need to go, or where God wants us to go, but how is that going to work out? Uh, another one, and probably famous one, is when, when Peter uh, saw Jesus walking on water, and, and he's like, Lord, I want to be with you. He's like, well, get out of the boat. Walk to me, and, and, and immediately comes to mind, how? how? How am I, a mortal person, going to walk on water? And that's why I say, inherent in Christianity and, and faith is this how deficiency, that, that God asks us to take these steps of faith with us not, not knowing how it is all going to work out. In my life, you know, just moving my family across the country to start our church uh, with a group of people here in Tallahassee, how is that all going to work out, God? Or starting the Red Eye six years ago. Can you believe that? This week, six years ago, uh, we, we opened Red Eye Midtown. It's given uh, with the with vision that that we would have a coffee house in, in Midtown that that would not only uh, raise money for local and global missions and, and be, to be the tangible hand of Christ, but also be a business that, that is recognized as one of the best businesses uh, in Tallahassee. And there's a lot of questions, you know, like, how is that all going to work out? And But but taking that step of faith, and God bringing the right people and bringing the resources, and many of you gave toward that to to start start that coffee house. And and I think about the twenty-something um, thousand dollars that we initially invested in that. And and now six years later, you know, our goal is that that we are actually giving um, and investing in local and global outreach efforts uh, at least ten thousand dollars a month is 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 our goal and just seeing this this multiplication of effort but but understanding exactly you know strategically you know how is this all going to work out that 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 there's a how deficiency and as i was reading in luke chapter 22 you may want to open up your bibles or it's on your fridge fold this this how deficiency that that uh, we see at the end of Jesus' ministry, and it says, Now the festival the unleavened bread arrived when the Passover lamb is sacrificed. And this is the, the annual festival that the Jews uh, celebrate, and sometimes we celebrate the Passover Seder where we remember the Exodus when, when the Israelites did leave Egypt and went to the promised land. And they, and they gather together and they go over what is called a Passover Seder to remember the Exodus story. Jesus sent Peter and John ahead and said this, go and prepare the Passover meal so we can eat it together. Okay, so far so good, right? Then they say, where do you want us to prepare it? They ask him. I think that's a legit Question Jesus, you know, your 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 rabbi, your boss says, Hey, you know what? It's your your year to do the Passover Seder, you know, that, that I want you to go ahead and do it. And like, okay, well, how's how's this all gonna work? Where where do you want it? And this is what Jesus said. As soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him, stalk him, right? At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. How is that all going to work out, Jesus? So, let me get this straight. Your instruction to me is to go ahead of all of, uh, of, of the disciples and you and go into Jerusalem and see some guy carrying a jar and don't approach him, follow him till he gets home. And right when he's got the key in the door and he's unlocking it, time it perfectly and say, hey, the teacher says that uh, you have something for us, a room. Uh, how much confidence do you have in this plan at this point? like there's a lot of how is this going to work Jesus but after spending 3 years with Jesus they they go and they and they do it and they went to the city verse 13 and found everything just as Jesus had said and they prepared the passover meal there and i think a lot of times when we we step out in faith that that we you know there's there's this definite human side that we want to strategically figure out how everything is going to work out. We want guarantees. We want, we want step-by-step instruction. We, you know, we want to litigate it. We want to do all this stuff. But, but there's this, con- you know, tension to be managed, this conflict that, that we're meant to be people of faith, right? And what is faith but uh, another, nothing less than hope of what has not yet come to pass and having this faith to step out of the known if you remember the the man on the wire series you know that that's stepping off the building onto the wire this the stepping from the known into the unknown and this is really where we're all called to be spiritual entrepreneurs to to create beauty where there is no beauty to create a Jesus presence where there is only darkness, to create hope where there is only hopelessness. And the, the thing that happens is, is we, we get caught up so many times, all of us, on, on these decisions that, that we're like, we want it to be risk-free. We want it to be guaranteed not to fail. But the only true guarantee, we have all heard this, of of, of failure is not to step out in the first place. Growth and, and moving and expanding our ministry footprint is what we have been called to do. So, verse 14 when the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, "And, and, and listen to these words." Jesus through this all these scriptures, I, 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 th- I think that they're just loaded with with a lot of emotion. That Jesus knows what what is coming, and and I think that he desperately wants his disciples to feel and understand what he is feeling. But I don't know if you've ever known something and then tried to convey it to somebody, and, and they're just not quite getting it. And I think that this is the tension that happens in the upper room in the, in the last Passover that Jesus celebrates. Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he said, take this and share it among yourselves, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. Now, in the Passover Seder, there's four cups of wine that that you drink. So, this, this is one of the cups before the one that we actually, what we do at the Lord's table is just a very condensed version of a Passover Seder, a whole, a whole meal. So, this is, this is one, of, one of the cups. And I think it's interesting, it says twice here, I will not. The first one is, I will not eat this meal again. So, we will not have the, the Passover Seder again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Well, what does that mean? Well, what is the idea behind communion? What is the idea that, that, the, that those of us who, who see Jesus as the Messiah, that He is the fulfillment of the covenant, that he, of, of the law, and He is the new covenant? And then he also says, I will not drink wine until, again, until the kingdom of God has come. And what's going on here is is this passing of the earthly ministry to his disciples, to his followers. Essentially, he's saying, I will not, but you will. I will not, my time To be with you is done. I will not, but you will. And after he raises from, from the dead and before the ascension in Mark 28, he says, I'm leaving, but I've been getting all authority on heaven and earth, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to go and make disciples. I want you to mature them and teach them the law and how to walk in my ways. I want you to baptize them into fellowship, and I want you to send them to all the nations. And here he is commissioning, uh, doing a soft commission, essentially, setting up this, the great commission, in this very intimate final meal. So, in verse 19, he talks about, he he takes the bread, which is the afikomen in the Passover Seder. And and tradition, there's three pouches uh, in this, and there's the unleavened bread, and I don't know if you know why um, Jewish people have unleavened bread, but the uh, leaven which raises bread is a symbol of sin. But it also when you have unleavened bread, it reminds them that they had to leave Egypt so quickly that they, the bread didn't have a chance to rise. So they have, uh, and this is lost on, on Jewish people, but they have they have three uh, uh, pieces of matzah in, in a little bag. And they take out the center one and they break it. And they don't know why. And here Jesus is starting to bring the fulfillment and knowledge of, of what they've been doing for centuries. After, he took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus has just blown up the Passover Seder. That he has just brought meaning like, oh, this is the meaning of the broken bread. This This is now when we break that bread that we're remembering that your body was broken for us. And then he takes the third cup of wine. And he says, this cup is the new covenant between God and His people, an agreement confirmed with my blood which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. And again, bringing forth the full richness that every year that they have brought in the Paschal, the Passover lamb, the the lamb of sacrifice to be slain. And we talked about this at the start of Advent season, that that the, the rich meaning of the procession of lambs and Jesus coming in and Jesus giving all this foreshadowing, that before they come in and, and do the triumphant entry and all that, that He is going to be the Lamb that is slain. That, that Jesus is going to be the ultimate sacrifice and fulfill the covenant. Now, usually we stop here, but I think sometimes it's good to go on just a few more verses to remember the context Jesus is doing this in. How many disciples does he have up in the room? 12. Okay. He has 12. 12 guys that, that and there's other people there too, but the 12 are, are there and, and they've spent the last three years day and night with Jesus. And here they're having their last Passover supper together, and Jesus is gently trying to prepare them for the days that are going to come. And He does this all with the knowledge that one of His closest friends is going to sell Him out, is going to betray Him. In verse 21, He says, But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray Me, for it has been determined that the son of man must die but what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him and then the disciples start you know asking each other who would do such a thing not me not me not me you know and everything i think that this and i included in this last just verse just to remind us that our calling is not determined by who else is in the room. That it doesn't matter what other people are doing. It doesn't matter if you have evil or, or, or adversaries in your midst. Here, here's just the reality. You're always going to have people against you. There's always going to be people who are plotting against you. If it's true for Jesus, it's definitely true for us. But here Jesus is just facing the reality, saying, you know, here the reality is that one of the 12 here is going to sell me out, is going to sell us out. But in this, this is, this is all in God's plan. And he is going to feel great torment, and eventually he kills himself, Judas. But, but that didn't change the fact that Jesus said, you know what, this is my calling, and this is your calling. And we are to go forward and to make God's grace and His love known in this lost and hurting world. And from this moment on, for everyone who is a follower of me, for everyone who says, you know what, Jesus, you are my Lord, you're the leader of my life, and you are the Savior, you are the sacrifice for my sins, that when we come together as as a community, as Christ's church, and that we go to the table and we take the bread and we break it and we eat it, that we are remembering that Jesus' body was broken for us. And then as we drink the wine, that as as it touches our lips, that that sweet taste is a reminder of the grace and the finality of the sacrifice that Christ's blood shed for us. But that we never forget the cost. You guys pray with me.